previously on Lost. Okay. See, we did crash. But it was on this crazy island. And we waited for rescue, and there wasn't a rescue. And then there was a smoke monster. And then there were other people on the island. We called them the others. And they started attacking us. And we found some hatches, and there was a button you had to push every 180 minutes or... Well, I was never really clear on that. But the others didn't have anything to do with the hatches. That was the Dharma Initiative. They were all dead. The others killed them. And now they're trying to kill us. And then we teamed up with the others because some worse people were coming on a freighter. Desmond's girlfriend's father sent them to kill us. So we stole their helicopter and we flew it to their freighter, but it blew up. And we couldn't go back to the island because it disappeared. So then we crashed into the ocean and we floated there for a while until a boat came and picked us up. And by then there were six of us. That part was true. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG and get roped into rewatching an old TV show, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. Yeah, how's that Lost rewatch coming? Yeah, we're. I'm on season five. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> it's been two weeks, Andrew. One of the benefits of working from home is that uh, I can put Lost on in the background while I work, which makes my work days infinitely better. I gotta say. That's okay. That's absolutely fair. Actually, um, I will say I do think. Yeah, here's the 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 lost update. Now that uh, one of us is like rewatched and can speak with a little bit of authority, um, we're correct that season four is actually pretty good and gets a really bad rap. Season five is bad. <laughs> I'm I just felt- gonna come right out and say that. <laughs> I felt so vindicated when you were tweeting and you were like, "Oh yeah, season five is definitely where it gets bad." <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, I think each season does have a bit of a decline in in quality. And I think part of it is, like, we're trying to figure out where we're going. Um, you know, we're laying out tracks as we go. I think that, like, season five is when they were just like, we know how we're going to wrap it up. Now we just have to coast until the ending. And it's not good. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying... So, like, spoiler for season five, if you... If you're the three people that listened to last week's episode, but didn't go back and watch Lost, and are worried that I will spoil how season five works, uh, now's the time to pause the episode. But (laughs) the part of season five where everyone's jumping around in time sucks. Yeah. The part of season five, the, the part of season five where they've landed and are just like part of the Dharma initiative, trying to like sort out how to have a new normal. That part rules. Yeah. Um, but all the stuff kind of around it and the the flash stories that are being told also suck because they are less in like the big difference in Lost is that it used to be that the flash stories were like things that inform the characters. Mm-hmm. And now they're just a second plot that's not as interesting as being lost on a magic island. Yeah, I think once they get past kind of the the initial, like, interesting stuff of, like, the Oceanic Six stuff, it, like, stops being interesting. Yeah. 
Did yep, I tell yep, you? Yep. <laughs> did I tell you? Uh, one of my friends messaged me about this. Uh, they were like, so I got to the part of this week's Argonauts episode where you told me to pause and finish watching Lost, and I did that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, like, done <laughs> watching it all the way through, but they were we like... We got one! <laughs> but they were like, yeah, I was almost finished with season two, so I just, like, paused and I went, and I'm gonna finish watching it. <laughs> hell yeah well i'm excited to hear from you when you're when you're finally all caught up and finally get to this episode so (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) yeah great if you're listening to this hello i hope you enjoyed seasons one through four of lost (laughs) god Um, before we get into questions, even there, I do have a little bit of follow up for you. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been having a good time so far this episode. It's been a good couple minutes. Uh, we've had some laughs. Marn, I might have to inform you of something that you might not be aware of. And I'm sorry if I'm the way that you're finding out about this. Oh no. Did you know that the Riddler's piss has been discontinued? I vaguely heard about this because I think someone mentioned it in our discord. I'm so mad. I'm so sorry. Uh, The Riddler's Brew is no longer being made. Uh, I know that we talked a big talk about getting Riddler's Brew, um, and now we can't, and I know that's a big loss to us. I will say, this weekend, I did order a 12-pack of the Apple Mountain Dew, Mm. and it is surprisingly good, and it does have a color consistency that you look at and you go, that is Paul Dano's piss. That is the Riddler's brew. God. I could I could I could call this the Riddler drink if I needed to. <laughs> um I I maintain that there is a warehouse somewhere just absolutely full of bottles of Riddler's brew. <laughs> Interstitial season four. The the Riddler's Brew Warehouse heist. Exactly. We get um, four different Riddlers from different cinematic universes together, and they're going to break into a warehouse if they can stop asking each other's questions long enough to do it. So I am seeing some controversy on Twitter. Uh, oh. Apparently there's a conspiracy theory that uh, Riddler's Brew was discontinued because... Uh, Warner Brothers was mad at Pepsi for leaking the the movie Riddler's design on the bottles. Oh, interesting. Well, <laughs> which, they, I, which is insane. That doesn't make any sense, because they would have to sign off on that. You would think so, yeah. Right? They would have yeah. had to send... Pick, they, like, they would have sent the pictures and been like, here, put this on the logo. And they would have had to say, great, does this logo look good? And then they would have had to say yes. Like, I, <laughs> that that's, unless they put it on a mock-up and then someone at Mountain Dew was just like, oh, I'm going to get a lot of Reddit karma for this one. <laughs> Time to post this early. Oh, man. <sighs> I, I and, hope that there's a warehouse of Riddler's brew somewhere and someday some Pepsi employee just like, leaks a bunch of it to the public. (laughs) That's his plan, Batman. He's going to leak a bunch of Riddler's brew in the water supply. We got to stop him. Dear God. (laughs) 
again. Well, rest in peace to a real one. Uh, but in the meantime, what do you say we get into some questions about Lost itself? Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, so, first and most important question. Uh, Wheels, uh, <laughs> a member of the network, Wheels, writes in and says, what are your favorite Lost ships? And no, I'm not talking about the Black Rock. <laughs> I, reply- I, I-, I replied to that and I said, let me check Archive of Our Own and get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, as I've been rewatching the show, it is the straightest show on television, yep. I think. Um, and to the point that I'm like, I don't know, there are some shows where you're just like, I can read into a gay pairing here or there. I don't feel like there's anything you can even read into in this show. Yeah. There's like, there's just nothing. There's no, there's no seeds in the ground. There's nothing I can even like try to water. I like you can maybe Charlie Desmond, but that doesn't work. Like it just. So, from what I remember from the, like, 2007 Lost fandom, Charlie mm-hmm. and Dezo was a thing, uh, okay. Locke and Ben was a thing, and Jack and Sawyer is still really popular, from what I learned from checking Archive <laughs> of Our Own last week. Okay, I... Eh, I don't know. I, I look at those... Locke and Ben is interesting, but, like, eh... I don't know. And Jawyer is just like, I just don't, I, I don't know. I look at those two and I'm not like, ah, they hate each other because they love each other. There are times when you feel that way. For me, I look at that the same way that I look at people that are just like, oh, Zoro and Sanji from One Piece. <laughs> Clearly that's the couple. And I'm just like, is that really what you take away from this? That's really how you see this one, huh? Oh, and then, also, and then also Kate and Juliet is like the the big like lesbian ship. I don't know. I think the pro. I think the problem is that they write those two so clearly into a love square yeah. that it's just like very hard to see them intersecting <clears throat> in that way for me. Yeah, I think. I mean, as far as actual written relationships on the on the show, <laughs> um, I I do like a lot of them. I like Sawyer, Juliet. I like Sun and mm-hmm. Jin. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I like. It, it feels weird. I don't, there aren't any like uh, off scripts ships that I'm into. Like, because I feel like they do a good job with the ones that are written, but I'm just not like, I'm not like, ah, what if Charlie hooked up with Sun? Like, I just don't, <laughs> I could see a case for like Sun Michael, but if you get through Lost and you're just like, yeah, Sun should have been with Michael this whole time, it's like, what show did you watch? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, also, yeah, De- I don't know. also, Desmond and Penny. They're really yeah, good. Yeah, Desmond and Penny's great. Uh, I think I'm, I'm with you on Sawyer Juliet. Uh, the real ship is uh, Juliet and uh, myself as a self-insert character. Um, <laughs> yeah. On the rewatch, I've been like, ah, I've reawoken some childhood crushes of mine. What do you know? Um, I think Jack uh, should ship himself with getting help. Um, <laughs> I don't ship him. I don't ship Kate with anyone. Uh, maybe Kate Saeed. Mm. I think there could be some soil there. Interesting. Okay. I think I there like could it. be something there. If we wanted to go off book, Kate Said, I think both are like trying to get through their pasts in their own individual way. Both of them have talents that are off the grid that they have developed through trauma that they're trying to like 
stop having to use, but the world is conspiring to make them keep using those skills. I could see that. They get they get some scenes together because they're just like, here are two athletic characters, go. And I'm like, I could see that working. That's pretty good. I like it. You've convinced me. All right. Kaid. We've got our ship. <laughs> Uh, and then I got a couple of a couple questions that are just uh, basic uh, th- feelings about Lost. Uh, what's your favorite Lost moment? Ooh, um, that's a hard question, especially considering I've watched Lost less recently than you have. Uh-huh. Um, oh man, Charlie drowning is definitely pretty up there, though. Hot take: I was surprised at how much that didn't get me this time. Interesting. That one really hit me as a, like when I was younger yeah. watching it. Yeah, and yeah. nowadays I was just kind of like, this feels a bit contrived. It, Yeah, that stuck in my head a lot as a kid. So I would say it's probably still up there for like character death shock value. Uh-huh. Um, all of the constant, which is the best episode of Lost. Yeah, don't add us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Also, uh, uh, I, I I retweeted this, but the the cold open with Desmond in the hatch is really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their season openings are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one especially. Um, I the thing that like the only moment that uh, not the only one, but a moment that like really hit me as an adult watching uh, on the rewatch, the moment where in like end of season one where Boone is bleeding out and luck goes back into the jungle and is just like hammering on the door of the hatch. Oh yeah. Like you got something's got to be here. What could pot like how could you abandon me like this? And then the light turns on. Mhm. That still hits, but I also know that it is going to lose a bit of its value for me soon because I remember that like we get it in three or four different episodes where like a different character is just like, yes, I was secretly in the bushes while this was happening. Yeah. Including like people in time travel and shit like that. And so looking at that back, I'm just like watching that scene. It hits me really hard. Even if in the back of my head, I'm just like, yeah, there's like six people just crouching in different bushes who don't know that each other's there. And they're all just watching this scene right now. And it makes it harder to take it seriously. But it still hits even through that. So I think that's what I'm going to have to land on. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> and then this is a weird question. Uh, this uh, That last one came in from Ashlinsky. This one is from Colton. Uh, what's something completely random and unimportant that you remember about Lost? Ooh. Um, this, this one might actually be easier for you than it is for me. Yeah, I, I mean, most of my like facts about Lost are just like, oh, this actor was in this other thing. <laughs> um like the the guy who plays richard is the plays the mayor in the dark knight Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's uh it's it was weird watching an episode uh most people from lost didn't go on to have their own career outside of like Mm -hmm. evangeline lily which is weird um Mm -hmm. but like uh mac from always sunny in philadelphia pops up as an other in one episode i was like what the fuck are you doing here I forgot about that. He's also in like a single episode of Fargo, the TV show, and I get startled every yeah. single time. <laughs> yeah. Um, more directly with this question, uh, the two things that like I randomly remember, sometimes I would think to myself, like, it was cool on Lost when they made the golf course. Oh, yeah. 
Which is a, a, yeah, just like a weird random thought. I'll just be like going about my day. And I was like, damn, remember that episode of Lost where Hurley makes a golf course? Uh, <laughs> I liked that one. But also, I was surprised at how many, like on Hulu, it would pop up with the next episode number. And I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Um, which is yeah. weird because I, I I hadn't really rewatched stuff. But like the one that popped up with uh, Two for the Road. And I was just like, oh, shit. I remember what that's a reference to. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be good. <laughs> um, my my other uh thing that that I think about sometimes is uh, I don't think it, it exists anywhere outside of a Tumblr post that like I have on my blog, but it's just a bunch of funny Lostpedia captions <laughs> 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 that are just like Hurley reveals his golf course. Charlie stands still on the beehive. It's <laughs> 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 just like really mundane ones. I uh, I retweeted during my rewatch. Uh, um. There is a lost media page for sex, um, <laughs> and then uh, one of the headers is flash sideways sex, and I was just like, <laughs> hell yeah, that's my favorite position. <laughs> um. Also, I I am gonna call out one of our listeners uh because someone sent us a question of, about uh what unanswered mysteries we would want closure on in lost and they said mine mm-hmm. is the polar bear they explain the polar bear in season two <laughs> yeah they they explain the polar bear in season two and then dig into it deeper in season four my friend yep I'm so sorry. As 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 the new expert that has lost watched too much loss in this past week, uh I know all about the polar bear. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> I know it's a meme to say that they didn't explain the polar bear, but they very much do explain the polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> I do I my um, I, I I actually I do have an answer to that question um on the rewatch. I think that uh, it is a shame that the actor that played Mr. Echo uh, oh, did yeah. not enjoy the filming experience. And so, like, asked to be written out early. And they had kind of had an arc planned for him that was going to last a couple seasons. And it's a shame that we didn't get that for Mr. Echo. Um, that is, like, it's not, an, it's not an unexplained mystery. Mm-hmm. But the definition of faith that he had compared to lost is a fascinating character study between the two that I really wish we could have seen more of. And we didn't get a chance to because of just things behind the scenes, uh, which is a shame. Um, I feel the same way about that as I do with Walt. Uh, it is always a shame when they cast a kid in the thing and then they go, Oh fuck, I forgot puberty exists. How do we explain the fact that this kid's going to be six foot tall by the time next season rolls around? Uh, let's write him out, which is a real shame because they set up some cool stuff with the kid and then just immediately got rid of him. Yeah. doesn't he, he comes back for like one episode in like the last season and that's like it. He can't, he comes back in an episode of season five. Uh, cause it's uh, the episode where Locke goes and talks to everyone. Um, well, he meets up. Uh, never mind. No, I was about to say, oh, I should spoil that, or I should not spoil that. But what the fuck am I talking about? Um, <laughs> yeah, he comes back in one episode. He's like, "Hey, how are you?" And they're just like, "Hey, you got big." Anyways, I'm gonna go. Sorry, we never called you again. Bye. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Well, Walt was an interesting character. But yeah, they too they bad. Did, they did the same thing um, in Heroes, where they like introduced a bunch of kid characters with like superpowers in the first season and then they were like 
in the second season for a couple episodes and then they were like oh fuck we forgot that kids get old and then they just like wrote them out for several seasons and then like had them come back in as adults i think they always uh, yeah i love it when they cast a kid in a show like this and then they're just like uh-oh our show goes too slow for them to have puberty right now mm-hmm. so they need to go into the time chamber where <laughs> <Yeah>. they rapidly <laughs> aged magically <laughs> so we can start writing them into the plot now that they're actually 18 and are like <laughs> they've fully evolved to their final pokemon like now we, we can start putting them back in the show skips. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm convinced that a good chunk of that is why they did a three year skip uh, for a flash forward thing or like mm. a flash forward flashback thing so that they could say like, Walt looks like this now and it's fine. And then when that- they come back to the island, they will go back in time so that we don't have to deal with the ramifications of skipping three years ahead. That would make a lot of sense. Um, by the way, just an update, there are 26 works on Archive of Our Own in Kate Austin slash Saeed Hell yeah, shoot me that link. <laughs> I can't vouch for the quality of any of them. I was just curious how many there were. Oh, I'm very excited to get into some Saw 8 content. <laughs> All right, well, while I zone you out to... Uh... To read some fan fiction, uh, do you want to keep telling me about the uh, the Lost Experience ARG? Hell yeah, let's do it. So Hell yeah. last time we were at the very end of May, um, and there were two things that we didn't get to, May 30th and May 31st. Um, May 30th, uh, the Mathematical Forecasting Initiative on the Hanzo Foundation page updated with an interactive map. Uh, players could click around. It had some hidden content. Uh, there was a hidden area in China that had a note that said she was an employee of the foundation. Um, and there were three info boxes that were missing information uh, that you could fill in. Um, and after you typed in each uh, correct answer, uh, it was just like statistic stuff. Uh, okay. The... Uh, a circle appeared on the map and you could click it and it took you to a letter from Peter Thompson of the Hanzo Foundation uh, with the subject population model. And most of it was blacked out, but the part that wasn't said, crucial that we do not appear to be complicit in your use of our population model to predict the growth the growth of your tribal enemies, especially if you intend on using our predictions to, lost, to launch a preemptive strike. We must have plausible deniability. Okay. Uh, and across the bottom of the memo was a message from Persephone, our hacker friend, that said, The Hanzo Foundation, starting wars so you don't have to. <laughs> uh, she, Persephone also uploaded something new to her personal page, hidden on the Hanzo Foundation page. Uh, she uploaded a new image of a, like, weirdly photoshopped faceless guy, um... And if you zoomed in on his left eye, uh, you you could see the words "Save me." Um, and a okay. few minutes after the picture was discovered, it was taken down. Hmm. Yeah. So that's mysterious. Um, also in yeah. May, uh, kind of out of game, uh, the creators of Lost alluded to the fact that. Um, something was going to happen at Comic-Con related to the ARG. Okay, cool. We'll get there. 
um, now that we're actually talking about, um, now that we're into the arc, talking about the Hanzo Foundation, now that I'm doing a rewatch, mm-hmm. one of the things that kind of jumped out to me is that the Hanzo Foundation isn't really in Lost itself. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Dharma Initiative is, but there was a, like, in one of the the orientation films that they watch in one of the hatches, the guy's just like, yeah, here's a brief history of the Dharma Initiative. Um, we're financed by, you know, Alvar Hanzo. And that's kind of the only reference I've noticed so far. Um, I I remembered, like, obviously they referenced the Dharma Initiative, and I remembered that from that. And when you talked about the Hanzo Foundation, I remembered that when we were talking last week as a mm-hmm. thing that's in Lost. But I, it's not, it, it isn't actually. Yeah, they, me- I, yeah, I was supr- yeah, they like ahead. mentioned it a couple times, and that's pretty much it. I was I was really uh, a little surprised that I was like, oh, why did I have such a strong reaction to the Hanzo Foundation when I never actually followed any of the stuff that it was about? How the how to the point that I was like, how did I know about this if <laughs> it's not actually in the show? And fandom's weird, I guess, is really where I can land on. Probably from reading Lostpedia. <laughs> yeah, probably. But um, I just I, I just wanted to say that I thought it was interesting how we talked a bit about how disconnected this was. It's even more than I thought last week. Yeah. So apparently on like the creators podcast that they did like alongside Lost Airing, um, they did talk a little bit about the Lost experience and they said that like they didn't want it to have a direct correlation to any of like the, the storylines progressing on the show. Mm-hmm. And like it was mostly intended to just be like a cool backstory thing and like what's up with the Dharma initiative and like how did they become a thing and like w- yeah. who are the people funding them I I think that's a way better a way better way to do an ARG for something lost than it would be like here's an arg about the others or directly about the Dharma initiative unless you're about to hit me with like time for the Dharma arc but um <laughs> like I think that's a really good way to do it No I agree and I I I think it would be interesting to kind of contrast this one with Find 815, which, like, as far as I know, like, the story of that one is about, like, a guy looking for his wife who was a passenger on Flight 815. Mm-hmm. And, like, that seems like it probably will intersect a little bit more with the show. Okay. Yeah. I dug up a file on a guy named Jack. He seems to be <laughs> some kind of doctor. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, so June 1st, um, the DJ Dan podcast uh, update, or the DJ Dan podcast website updated. Uh, if you don't remember from last time, uh, DJ Dan is a character in this arg who hosts a conspiracy podcast. Uh, As if I could forget DJ Dan, Marn. <laughs> He is uh, kind of invested in exposing the Hanzo initiative. Um, and he has a bunch of like cryptid sighting stuff on his website and also merch that says like conspiracies unite <laughs> <laughs> that I wish existed. Mm-hmm. God. Um, so yeah, so the, the podcast link on his site updated. Uh, clicking on it actually 
took you back to the 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 Jeep Compass website, let your compass guide you. Um, but the question on it had changed. Uh, the question was, do you believe? Uh, and if you answered yes, it took you back to the mailboxes on there. Um, and there was a new folder unlocked and you could actually click into the folder and watch a video of the DJ Dan podcast. Um, and there were some images that flashed on screen, uh, during it. Uh, there was, uh, the job, the Hanzo Foundation job listing for an organ courier, uh, a letter from Alvar Hanzo, some shots of like Area 51. Uh, shots of labs, uh, and there was also a, a, a screenshot of Lostpedia that flashed on the screen. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> um, and if there was another link in the same directory as the podcast uh, that took you to the Jeep website. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, we got ads. <laughs> we got product placement. In case anybody it's, forgot, this is also the product placement arc. Right. Yeah. I. It's funny because they're doing things that like we would have done ironically during Pepsi Navy Exposed. <laughs> I could see myself writing a puzzle that was like, yeah, they'll have to go to the Jeep website and figure out which like I realize I don't know any Jeeps. So that joke's going to land flat. But like which we got to figure out which Jeep I'm referring to in these clues. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is that fake product placement is always funnier than real product placement. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they would never pay me to do a puzzle like that. <laughs> um, um, so the other thing that updated on June 1st was uh, the Worldwide Wellness and Prevention Project on the Hanzo Foundation website. Um, and if you clicked on the press release... Uh, for people who don't remember, this is their, like, worldwide mental health thing that was uh, not very good, as we learned last time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so if you clicked on the press release, uh, there was text in it that was hyperlinked, uh, and it opened up a login box, uh, and the okay. password was found to be heavy water, um, because... It was found that uh, the photo that had been on Persephone's little secret page had been re-uploaded. Um, and if you overlaid that um, with the uh, with one of the other photos that was that appeared on the page, uh, the abbreviation D twenty appeared in the eye. Uh, and D20 is the scientific abbreviation for heavy water, which was the password. Cool. Uh, and it revealed the text, free hospitals for the third world. Wow, that's nifty. Ever wonder what the foundation does in those hospitals? <laughs> uh, and then a little like flash program with a microfilm reader popped up uh, and showed three articles. Um, one had... A image of Alvar Hanzo, uh, the logo of the Hanzo Foundation's Electromagnetic Research Initiative, and the words experimentation and organ harvesting and Hanzo is starting wars on it. <laughs> cool. Love these guys. <laughs> uh, there's also an article about possible organ harvesting at Hanzo funded hospitals and then a retraction of the article. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, and after you read through those articles, um, if you clicked on the Hanzo logo on that page, uh, you would get a little thing of a ringing phone. Uh, and if you clicked on the phone, you could get a little audio clip of uh, Persephone interviewing a journalist about the retraction of the the organ harvesting thing. Okay. Um, and he talked about how... Uh, the Hanzo Foundation bought his whole newspaper to, like, cover up what they did, uh, and he had, like, looked into it, and uh, another reporter who, like, did a story on the, the Hanzo hospitals, like, died mysteriously in a car crash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there was another page that, if you selected it with your cursor, uh, text showed up that said, Persephone, if you can read this, I know who you are. Hmm. Okay. Um, and filled up with images with uh the sense of an approaching pandemic. <laughs> cool. Love those. Yeah, you absolutely love an approaching what a pandemic. Silly little plot point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was June first. Uh there was another update on June fifth. Uh, which was just Persephone's page updated with a message in the source code that said, stand by. Okay. And then on June 6th, um, under the Institute for Genomic Advancement page on the Hanzo Foundation site, uh, it was found that the word disease was highlighted. And if you clicked it, you got a message from Persephone that said, maybe it's because I'm on no sleep, having trouble breaking through. I'm going to need more time. And a timer counting down to uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time on June 7th. Okay. Um, and there was also a new DJ Dan podcast, uh, which was actually the same exact file that they had found before. It just didn't have a video to it. Um, there was also a new Hanzo commercial uh, that aired mm. on... TV, and it linked to a site called Retrievers of Truth. Okay. Uh, which was... I'm trying to find what the product placement is. It's hard to say. <laughs> Get your bets in, everyone. Find your bets. There are three different sections of the Retrievers of Truth Institute for the Advancement and Research into the Mental Abilities of Yellow Labrador Yellow Labrador Retrievers. Oh, okay. This hmm. whole site is about researching Labrador Retrievers. I love that. Uh, cool. The site, the site describes the supposed psychic abilities of the Yellow Labrador Retrievers and includes a place to submit your email address for a newsletter. Didn't expect to get secret Vincent backstory in this arc. I know! I love it! <laughs> Friend, companion, soulmate, the yellow lab can read your mind. Hear your thoughts, sense your pain. They can communicate without making a sound. Are you receptive? <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, in my experience, a yellow lab is not a dog that, quote, does not make a sound. <laughs> yeah, same. 
The facts page has various facts on it, and an image with yellow lavenders thinking, I guard what is most important in your life, your well-being. My bark <laughs> will alert you, but my thoughts will reward you. And I am here for a reason, and that reason is you. God. Uh, the site was also supported by the Hanzo Foundation um, and contained a biography for Dr. Vincent Wally Bowl, uh, an expert in the field of canine parapsychology. Okay. And the owner of the website. What is um, parapsychology? That's a very good question. Uh, para- paranormal psychology? I don't know. Probably. That that makes sense. Uh, Yes, the study of mental phenomena which are excluded from or inexplicable by orthodox scientific psychology. Okay, so cryptid psychology. Yeah. Okay. Bigfoot Uh, therapy. (laughs) And so if you entered your email in uh, the the little newsletter field, you get an email uh, that said... First, let's start this by saying thank you. There's a word into which dreams can come true. This email is your gateway to that world and more that will open your mind and your consciousness. Imagine a field, a field of yellow labs running free, playful and enjoying each other's company. But in their heart, they're not complete. They miss an integral part of their being and the thing which makes their existence complete. The one, that one thing is the word for which we all search. Mankind and lab kind. Jesus, lab kind. (laughs) But first, a story. I was checking into a hotel, and a dapper porter escorts me to my room. As we're going up the elevator in total silence, I decide to ask him his name. He replies, Mandrake Wig, and immediately starts to explain the odd name, his German ancestry, and his mother's preoccupation with botany. He ends the story by saying, my friends just call me Manny. We continue talking about our lives, hopes, and dreams as I'm getting settled in my room. When he's gone, I offer a generous tip, but he refuses, saying, let me give you a tip, a single word that will rich your life as it has mine. I accept. The next day, I go to the front desk to leave a tip for Manny. They tell me no such person works there. I question everyone with no luck. I think about what he told me and write down his name so I don't forget it. As I write, I see something in the letters. I rearrange a few and create the words waking dream. The word he gave me that day was you. (laughs) Yours truly, Dr. Vincent Bull. This is a guy that has a crush on a ghost and decided to make it everyone else's problem. Yep. Oh, man. So All right, if, bud. <laughs> so if you went back to the site uh, and you entered Porter into the email address field, uh, you got redirected to a forum. Okay. Um, and... Uh, the password for this would change a couple times, uh, but there were... Oh, okay, there's some product placement. Never mind. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Where are we going, Marn? Uh, there are two paragraphs on the left of the page. They read as follows. We've discovered that our beloved company, Verizon, is being used by the Hanzo Foundation <laughs> to further their plans for g- global domination. It turns out the Hanzo Foundation communicates exclusively through Razor phones. <laughs> Think 
Rebel Alliance versus Evil Empire. We couldn't just sit on the farm and not get involved, so we got involved. We didn't want this job. We tried to ignore what was happening, but we saw something no one else seems to have noticed yet. The devil is not in disguise. He walks among us. He is the Hanzo Foundation, and he wants nothing less than our very souls. So we packed up our apathy and climbed the nearest electronic rooftop and shouted, and this is our voice. Open up your eyes, throw off your tattered skepticism, and read in the truth. Okay, I will say there is something cool about the product placement in this being like Verizon being like, we stand against the tyranny of the Hanzo Foundation. Yeah! Like, we here at Verizon like to call out the Hanzo Foundation, a fake company that doesn't exist and is allegedly doing terrible things. It's like, okay, this isn't just a puzzle on the Verizon store page. Mm-hmm. That's wild. <laughs> um so it was so the forum was locked uh but people could read the threads um and a bunch of them were like quote unquote speculative posts from people uh trying to get to the bottom of the Hanzo co- conspiracy uh some of the links on it went to Verizon advertisements uh, some of them went to just like out of game uh, sites. Uh, one in particular went to a Verizon site, but in the source code, uh, it had the word parthenogenesis in just hidden in there. Okay. On June seventh, uh, the uh, the Institute for Genomic Advancement, uh, the countdown timer on that page ran down. Uh, People found a hidden text entry box on that page. uh, And they also found that if you entered the password Parthenogenesis into that box, uh, it brought up a flash video uh, showing a shark washed up on a beach with a Dharma logo stamped onto its belly. Okay, like a polar bear. Yeah. So that was it for June 7th. Uh, June 8th, there was a new DJ Dan podcast where he talked about uh, genetic engineering and its environmental effects. Uh, he talks about how the Hanzo Foundation wants everyone to believe that genetic engineering is like normal and good and that they are bringing everyone a better future. Uh, DJ Dan also talks about naming a successor after retrieving a, after receiving a threatening phone call. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he also put up photos of the Dharma shark on his site. On June 12th, uh, a new, some new stuff appeared on Persephone's uh, little backend pages. Uh, she had a code on there um, that was ASCII for plus one timeless together. Uh, if you entered timeless together onto the subliminal site, uh, you got a audio clip that said, perhaps this link is relevant. Eternity. Hmm. Um, it was found that uh, if you followed the plus one clue on Persephone's page, uh, she so she had been uploading images to 
uh, these like sub pages called like hole one, hole two, hole, hole three, hole four. Um, so the last one had been hole three. And so they followed the plus one clue and got hole four. Um, they found that another like weird faceless guy image had appeared. Um, and they also found that all of the images that had been uploaded so far had weird sequences of letters and numbers in the names. Uh, they found that if you dropped the final numbers um, of each file name and then you converted all of the nines and eights to I's and H's, uh, the letters became an anagram for light sequence again. A light sequence again. Okay, that feels a bit... Uh, that feels a little random, but you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, so uh, it was then found that the mental health appeal section on the HanzoFoundation.org had been updated. Um, and if you entered light sequence again into the text box there, it would take you to a letter from the director of the Vic Institute. Um, and it said, oh, this is such a tiny image. Hold on. Can I make this bigger? Uh, personal and confidential. Dr. Middlework, it is with it profound anger that I submit this complaint. I understand that the Hanzo Foundation prides itself on experimentation and innovation, but what is going on in my own hospital has left me extremely confused about my mission. I was recruited to the directorship of the Vic Institute with a promise that I would be giving the cut that I would be given the cutting edge of technology for the benefit of my patients. Instead, I find myself prisoner in a hall of mirrors. Day in and day out, new doctors, not in any staff, enter and exit the hospital. Last night, 20 of my autistic savant patients were administered secret proprietary memory something without my consult or consent by doctors whom I have never seen before. And then there is, of course, the third sub-basement. Never in my 30 years <laughs> of treating the mentally ill have I seen the like. A secret ward containing patients whose illness is unknown to this hospital's director? It is, I regret to say, absurd and offensive. I am responsible for the lives of hundreds of patients, but I cannot in good conscience take that responsibility if I am something by a secret program of experimentation taking place under my own nose. The bottom line is I expect a full accounting of the activities taking place in my hospital. If you are unable or unwilling to comply, I may be forced to tender my resignation. Hmm. So dark shit. Yeah. The Hanzo Foundation is, is up to some shit. Yeah. Uh, and if you clicked on the letter, it brought you to a little memory game uh, where there were five screens and each had a cut, like a, a light color and a symbol on it. Um, and uh, each button that you could press on the little screens made it flash a different color um, and create a different sound. Um, and it was just like, it was, it was basically like a, like a game of Simon where it would like light up and play a sound and you had to do it, um, in sequence. Okay. Um, and if you completed 42 turns, uh, the screen <laughs> was slash department of heuristics and research on material applications, which, okay. uh, the acronym for that was Dharma. Gotcha. 
This is one of those times that I would hate to have to go into work and be like, all right, time to access my files, and you break out a Simon machine. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I can send you that email. Just give me a minute. <laughs> uh, there was also supposed to be a DJ Dan podcast on that day, but uh, there wasn't one, mysteriously. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. On the 13th, uh, DJ Dan's site updated, but the podcast link went instead to retrieversoftruth.com. There was also a little radio tower icon on the bottom of his page that you could click, uh, and it led to an image of static that if you manipulated it a little bit in Photoshop, uh, you could see the word conspira. And if you combine that with the name of the directory the image was in, uh, you got Conspiraspies. Conspiraspies. <laughs> okay. Uh, another one of the Hanzo Foundation's pages uh, updated the Electromagnetic Research Initiative. Um, the image on there of a solar flare was now clickable. Uh, if you clicked on it, it revealed static, and if you clicked through, uh, you got a message from Persephone that said, This is Persephone. Want to know more about the crucial force? What's the magic word? Uh, and if you entered conspiracies as the password, uh, it showed a little, a new little flash video with images of a radio tower in the ocean, uh, abnormal growth of a fish shown in x-ray um some satellite imagery and a letter from a korean minister uh to uh the hanzo foundation okay it's a good group of folks yeah the letter doesn't want to load i'm sure it's I'm sure it's something important, but Lostpedia does not want to show it to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the island's mysteries. Yeah. Uh, there was also, they found, uh, the players found a ghost image of uh, Thomas Middlework from the Hanto Foundation uh, superimposed onto the, uh, one of the, like, satellite interference images uh, on, in the flash. Oh, okay, now... Now it wants to load. Isn't uh, Dr- Thomas Middlework the person from uh, um, Silicon Valley? I would believe it. Uh, Lostpedia says it's Thomas he- Middle Ditch. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to keep imagining that this is sent from the Silicon Valley guy, though. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, Lostpedia says he is the president and chief technologist of the Hanzo Foundation. Um, he's the one who uh rachel or he's he's the one okay he's the one who persephone found uh is goes by dr riddlework but he doesn't have a doctoral degree degree from anywhere in the world (laughs) okay uh and she like put a bunch of his like credentials up and was like yeah all of these places that he like claims that he went to college have absolutely no like record of him in their in their databases. Okay. Uh so this letter says uh Dr. Middlework in recent years my honorable government has turned a blind eye to the questionable activities of your offshore research station due to the lucrative business partnerships the Hanzo group has offered the proud people of this nation. Your joint venue with Pack Motors for example is a 
matter of great national pride, and we wish to continue doing that level of business with your firm. However, I need to prevent my superior. I need to present my superiors with an accounting of your activities. Since the construction of your offshore antenna, we have had numerous disruptions in the local telecommunications infrastructure, the navigational systems of our fishing fleets, and even our ability to access our satellites from the area appear to have been impaired. Additionally, we have begun to reform. Re- Additionally, we have begun to receive reports of deformed fish and other aberrant changes in the wildlife around your electromagnetic research facility. Given this, it is simply impossible for me to continue to tell my government that your research is outside of our national interest. So the Hansa Foundation has made this mysterious electromagnetic radio tower off the coast of, uh, of Korea, and it is doing a bunch of shit <laughs> yeah now okay now we're getting closer back every time we do one of these um like a corporate arc for a media property i'm like how far how close are we getting to like the plot proper yeah and we're starting to slide back in toward lost territory mm-hmm. okay because the island is like electromagnetic right yeah, so that's that's the big thing. So there's the hatch that's got electromagnetic shit, and then there's also a second thing on the island that's a second Dharma station that does electromagnetic shit called uh, the Swan, but that or not the Swan, the Orchid, um, but that has the giant wheel, and I think is also a bomb. I'm not entirely sure. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, things are getting weird and timey wimey in the where I currently am in Lost. Check back next week. I'll tell you exactly what's up. Um, so then on June 14th, uh, a new thread was posted on Retrievers of Truth, the forum, uh, saying that DJ Dan had gotten in contact with a Verizon employee, uh, and he approved approved of what they were doing. Yeah, DJ Dan's like, I fucking hate this big corporation, the Hanzo Foundation's gotta go down. Verizon, though? The ones behind all the cell towers that are sending off certain radio waves. Love those guys, though. (laughs) Conspiracists love telecommunications companies. It's their favorite people. Yeah, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, And and so they posted DJ Dan's latest podcast episode on on the Verizon forum. (laughs) (laughs) God. Uh, and in his new podcast episode, uh, he talked about some discoveries. Uh, he talked about, he discovered that the Hanzo Foundation was forcefully ejected from the Congo in 1992. Uh, he also said that some of his conspiracy spies have been looking for their offshore research facility. Uh, and one of his callers claimed that uh, the Hanzo Foundation was involved in mind control. Okay. So that's fun and normal. Yeah, good company. <laughs> good companies all around. Uh, then he put up another episode on June 16th, uh, which could be found on subliminal.com. Uh, it was an episode talking about the Vic Institute, uh, the Mental Health Institute, um... And some of his callers suggested um, that uh, the Hanzo Foundation 
were using autistic savants to calculate nuclear fusion instead of using computer records, which would leave behind data. Cool. For somebody, um, for somebody also updated her website. Okay. Uh, which had a image on it of uh just a bunch of items and if you took the first letter of every item in the image it spelled out the password recluse okay uh and if you went on the life extension project page and you entered the password recluse uh you could access a letter about the health of Alvar Hanzo um that said um do um wow this letter is very blurry and hard to read um it talks about him having a infection that he was admitted to the hospital for after collapsing um and he was a, in a state of mild delirium uh he demanded that no blood be drawn from him at the hospital um and this doctor was writing him to explain why she had actually drawn his blood against his wishes um, mm-hmm. in order to do a blood test. Uh, and it ends with her saying, like, hey, uh, I feel that I need to tell you that, like, I have reason to concern that, like, you are at risk of a fatal heart attack in the near future. And also, like, weird people have been asking around about your hospital stay because it it seems like it's one of the few recent documented times that you've actually, like, been out in the world. And I don't really know what to make of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after, uh, so after you popped up that letter, uh, Persephone would ask you to input a second password uh, the surname of the head of the Vic Institute, which was Xander. Uh, and after you input that, uh, she, uh, you would get a message from her that said that she believes that Thomas Middlework was behind everything. Uh, and then her message would cut out. Uh, and like, there was like a flash animation with a wheel turning and you would hear like, the the sound of like the system failure in the hatch from like the season two finale um and you would get a pop-up uh that said uh that became the entire hanzo foundation site uh that said the hanzo foundation site has been hacked by malicious infiltrators seeking to blemish the good work of the many dedicated researchers until a legal investigation is completed the site will no longer be accessible to the public i don't think that's how websites work but okay yeah <laughs> i'm not a legal expert but i don't think that's what happens i don't think so either and if you take it on a website i don't think you put up a like from a PR perspective, you definitely don't put up a message that's like, hey, I gotta take down my website uh, due to a, a lawsuit, uh, but we'll be back up as soon as that gets sorted out. Don't worry. Uh, also, <laughs> don't Google the fact that I'm in a lawsuit. Uh, there's some pretty gross stuff in there. Yeah. Um, and if you let uh, the, the site kind of sit for about two minutes, uh, you would hear like a weird, like, 
noise that steadily got louder and the message orientation te- orientation testing version 1988 would flash under the Hanzo logo. Okay. Uh, and once you once you had like put in the two passwords and accessed all of this, the site would not go back to normal. Cool. Like it, <laughs> there's even a note in here that says, "Be careful after you watch that, because you will not be able to go on the HazoFoundation.com again." <laughs> <laughs> Do not click this link without reading this threat first. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you wanted to like get back on the regular site, you had to clear your cache basically, mm-hmm. uh, so it didn't like register that you had seen the the flash animation. Um, Retrievers of Truth updated and linked you to a video of DJ Dan that was another Verizon advertisement. <laughs> okay. Um, and some uh some players, or perhaps someone who leaked. Something they weren't supposed to. Uh, found a monster.com video. <laughs> okay. Uh, of someone named Rachel Blake, uh, who said that she was a detective researching the Hanzo Foundation. Okay. Um, and people theorized that maybe she was Persephone. Um, and. Because she had very similar speech patterns to, like, the audio clips that they'd heard. Uh, even though she refers to Persephone in the third person. Uh, she also talks about Alvar Hanzo, Thomas Middlework, and the Dharma Initiative. Uh, this video was either found at random or leaked with someone. Uh, or leaked by someone with insider knowledge. Okay. Uh, because there was no, like, evident trail to it. Uh, and, like, one of the like kind of people involved behind the scenes who like had an open line of communication with the players confirmed it that it was in game um but then he deleted the post where he talked about it because he said that they weren't supposed to have seen it yet (laughs) got you okay uh and then the video was actually removed on uh june 19th that's where like arg creator like one fear t-shirt like God, I would hate it if players like stumbled ahead like five steps or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like because there were like monster.com ads on some of the sites, but it's like a pretty big jump from there to like, hey, here's this NPC who hasn't been introduced yet that we found a video of. Yeah, like it's it's better that at least it's not like a video that's just like, well, now that Alvar Hanzo is dead, we're looking for a new CEO or something yeah. like that. But like, still, that's that's rough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they the that video got deleted three days later on the nineteenth. Uh, people had already uploaded copies of it to YouTube, though, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and all of the Monster dot uh, com ads were uh, removed. From all of the ARG sites. Okay. Uh, because I guess they fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Persephone's site, uh, hidden within the Hanzo site updated. Uh, it showed a flashing image of what might have been one of the people in the Hanzo Foundation introduction video. Um, and it also had code overwritten it in decimal. Uh, that said evident agenda. 
Okay. Um, and people found that in the source code of the HanzoFoundation.org, uh, the link to DJ Dan's site had been replaced with RachelBlake.com. Uh, okay. And if you and if you entered, uh, so she had like a little extra information page, and if you entered the password evident agenda, it would take you to a secret plate a secret page, uh, stop Hanzo at rachelblake.com. Um, it had the video blog that had been found and then removed. Um, and then a little update that said, uh, so I made a decision rather than risk these posts not being seen. I'll be sneaking all the videos to come onto some major corporate websites. They'll be password protected. You'll have to check back for the key. Okay. Um, people also found, so people found that, uh, the Rachel Blake site and the Hanzo Foundation org, uh, site were hosted on the same server and IP address. Uh, they also found an unused site, uh, on the same server and IP address, which was HanzoExposed.com. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it, uh, people also found that if you went to the... Uh, the Hanzo Foundation site while it was quote-unquote down uh, and you left your mouse cursor on the page just not moving uh, for several minutes. So like you just had to like leave your computer there for several minutes. Get up, go get a snack. Mm -hmm. Uh, A message would send you to a page uh, that was uh, the HanzoFoundation.org slash orientation testing issue 1980. Um, and it featured a Dharma Initiative psychology video uh, where it was just a montage of 114 images Jesus. that you had to sit through. Good lord, okay. <laughs> um, there was also a... Uh, a new video was posted on the YouTube channel Jeep Channel, uh, which had posted previous clues to the, the Jeep site. Uh, that was a public apology to DJ Dan. <laughs> 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 saying that, uh, Je- saying, keep digging, Jeep rescinded the contract with Hanzo for good reason. I will reveal what I can when I can. Are we supposed to be on Jeep and Verizon's side in this ARG? We sh- certainly are. Okay. <laughs> Golly, I love teaming up with big companies against my worst enemies, a guy with a blog and a hacker. <laughs> I mean, it's Not a weird. blog, a podcast. <laughs> He's a podcaster. That's my kin. It's, I mean, it's weird, right? Because, like... We're not supposed to be on Hanzo Foundation's side, but we're supposed to be on all the other corporations' side. Yeah, I mean, well, if I'm going to pay you to use my company in your ARG, you better not use me as a bad guy. Yeah. All right, so me and my best friends Verizon and Jeep, where are we going next? Uh, well... We're making unlimited calls to all 50 states. We're traversing on and off-road with our four-door, uh, four four-wheel drive that takes us over any terrain uh we're having a good time but what are we gonna do with it god i literally just had to go to the verizon store today actually 
<laughs> and I'm going to go find a great new job uh, using the advanced job search tools available to us at monster.com. I'm living large. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, June 20th is where we're going next. Uh, Rachel Blake updated her blog with a blog entry called Copenhagen 2. Uh, it said it's my fifth oh, day shit, in Copenhagen. Oh, shit. A second one? <laughs> she said it's my fifth day in copenhagen already this is a lot of already this is a lot tougher than i'd hoped i don't know if i was secretly wishing for middle work to rendezvous with a missing alvar hanzo in a dark alley or parking structure at midnight but so far nothing's as i expected well here goes with my next sneaky strategy find my next video and let me know if you can make heads or tails of any of this Um, And the video was hidden on a Verizon site called Broadband Stories. Uh, If you clicked a image on the page, it would load Rachel Blake video too. Um, And if you clicked one of the other posts on that site, it would load a DJ Dan promotional video. Okay. Uh, There was also a well-known lost blogger. Uh, on this same day, who is apparently uh, Australia, like Channel 7's official blogger for Lost, <laughs> uh, claimed that uh, Persephone and Rachel Blake were the same person. Okay. Uh, there was also a new thread on Retrievers of Truth uh, talking about the film 48 Hours. Uh, Rachel Blake also then posted to her blog that she needed help with a password to get onto the Copenhagen Merchant Marine Center database. Hmm. Um, and if you clicked through, uh, her link, uh, you would see the words ship LN, uh, equate, uh, less than sign 1900 href ship in equate greater than sign 2000 okay um, ship ln that's the second naruto and then <laughs> no i got nothing um and then a user in the comments on rachel's blog uh gave her a page from an old book on danish merchant marines uh that mentioned magnus hanzo and a slave ship uh connection um, and people were like, oh, this is this is a plant, because obviously this book doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it talked about uh, Magnus Hanzo being involved with uh, like slave ship trades in the eighteen hundred in the eighteen eighties. Um, and he like eventually sold off uh, a bunch of his ships. Um, and Rachel also posted uh, that she got a link to this site called Shipwreck Mate, uh, a site that talked about shipwrecks and had a section on the Black Rock, which is the shipwreck in Lost. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that was June 20th. Uh, June 21st. June 21st, uh, there was a new DJ Dan podcast. Uh, he talked about the definition of a meaningful life and people who lived unnaturally short lives. <laughs> uh, one of his callers talked about a life extension class that he was taking called, through a company called Flower of Life Enterprises. Uh, DJ Dan claimed that was the Hanzo Foundation. 
He also so, theorized <laughs> He also theorized that Alvar Hanzo was in fact Jupe, the one of the one hundred and five year old orangutan. <laughs> God, I'm a uh, new headcanon. That's all I'm gonna believe is that the head of the Harman uh I'm just gonna assume the head of the Dharma initiative is actually a, a secret monkey all along too. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Yep. So is he does he have a call in show? Yes. So it's a radio broadcast that is then turned into a podcast? That's also a podcast, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know that the people who made this really had a concept of what a podcast was, because it was also 2007. <laughs> it was 2007, yeah, okay. <laughs> they were like, it's like radio, but on the internet. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, we can make that. Yeah. Uh, Rachel also put up a blog post talking about mostly about um so she she recapped that was like wow it's shocking to it 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 shouldn't be shocking to find out that the hanzo foundation's origins were in the slave trade uh in the the 1800s um (laughs) but it's weird that they're like researching like hundred year old shipping lanes now um and she also talked about uh, the Hanzo Foundation's communications director, Hugh McIntyre, uh, who is the one that Persephone revealed as cheating on his wife. Okay. Uh, and she and Rachel put up photos that was like, wow, look at these photos I took of him in Copenhagen while following him around with women who are definitely not his wife. <laughs> uh, and then she updated... Uh, the post later to be like, wow, look at this, uh, look at this person who commented on my blog and, like, got into a fight with me about, <laughs> about revealing that Hugh McIntyre cheats on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Cancel culture's gone too far, you know? <laughs> uh, so, on the, on June 22nd, uh, Rachel continued posting. Uh, she posted about a meeting between Thomas Middlework and a Korean man uh, that she saw. And she said that she had recorded their conversation and uh, hidden it somewhere on the internet. Okay. Uh, and she signed the post, R. Blake, 105 years. Uh, and it was found that uh, her post had a link out to a uh, forum called Introduce Yourself, uh, and if you interacted with uh, trying to reply to any message in there, uh, you would get a pop-up telling you to read the terms of service. Uh, the words objectionable content in that pop-up were a clickable link uh, that, that, let you <laughs> that let you enter the login R. Blake and 105 years. Um... And it was, and it sent you to the file of the recorded conversation. Uh, it was Thomas Middlework, uh, talking to a Korean executive, uh, named Kwon Yong Su, uh, about, uh, how a ship that he had asked for was almost ready with all of the modifications that he'd specified. Um, and he, uh, and, uh, he was warned that that kind of ship couldn't, 
dock just anywhere. Uh, and he said that we have a port and he was told that it would be done no sooner than three weeks um, and asked if it could be two weeks instead. Okay. Uh, there was also a update on the Jeep website, Let Your Compass Guide You, uh, which had the big like index of a bunch of files. Uh, people found a new file hidden on there uh, called... It was a zip file called Missing Organs. Okay. <laughs> and you needed a login and password uh, to open it. Login is john.lock, password is kidney. <laughs> um, and it was found that uh, lateyourcompassguideyou.com slash admin had a password. Um... But uh, people also found a conversation uh, that was available on the site that they didn't need a password for. Uh, it was a mysterious instant message conversation uh, between WTK Fleet 35 and Persephone. Um, and it was dated between March 1st to 5th. Uh, okay. And it was uh, Persephone contacting this guy from jeep saying hey i have something for you to see it's important uh she calls him by name she calls him william uh, and she says like uh you need to stop the hanzo foundation uh that he logs off <laughs> 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 and then she contacts him again for the next couple of days um and is like hey i like i you need to listen to me, and he's like, you need to tell me who you are, or I'm gonna block you. Um, and Persephone <laughs> says, my name is Rachel B., I have information, it's about Africa, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the Hansa Foundation is using yes, your vehicles. <laughs> the Hansa Foundation is using your vehicles, they're hurting people, and your vehicles are part of it. They're being used for transport. Uh, and he says, my vehicles are being used for transport? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then she sent him this file called uh, missingorgans.zip, and it says that he uh, opened it and then messaged her and said, okay, tell me more. Uh, and, people, and so people were like, wow, we need to get into this missing organs file. <laughs> yeah, tell me more, tell me more, like, does he have a jar? <laughs> uh, and it was noted that um, uh, William... For, uh, so her conversation with William was between March 1st and March 5th, uh, and the memo that people had found earlier in the, uh, in the ARG with, um, the, with Jeep rescinding their fleet contract with the Hanzo Foundation was dated March 10th and was signed by William Kirk Kirkpatrick. Okay. So whatever she showed him five days later, he was like, I gotta send a letter to Hanzo and, like, get. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this isn't... Well, no, I was gonna say, I, 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 was, I was like, wow, they sat on that for five days, huh? They're just like, let's think about our options. <laughs> like, it's how many organs are there? We could play that off. <laughs> um, so, Rachel... Then on the on June twenty third, 
uh, she uploaded a post that led to her newest video at 43things.com, which no longer exists, but I'm willing to bet it was sponsored by someone. Uh, People found a user named R. Blake on 43things who had 43 goals um, and her goals for 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42 all contain just one word. Uh, and those, those numbers words, sound familiar. Yeah. And those words were truth, safe, reckon, Copenhagen, Alvar, sumo. Uh, and goal number 43 for her was have a refreshing beverage. <laughs> okay. Uh, and people found that if they went to subliminal.com uh, and they entered truth, safe, Safe Reckon Copenhagen Alvar Sumo. Uh, it opened up a login box, um, and people from the uh, from the post that they'd found on Rachel's blog, uh, pointing to forty three things dot com. Uh, she said, "I've got forty three things to do to stop their better tomorrow." And people found that if you entered the password "better tomorrow" on Subliminal, um, they got to a page that said Subliminal dot com slash hidden. which had two files uh there was a video of rachel running into thomas middlework uh on his way to on his way from the uh copenhagen cartographical society uh she knocks a portfolio out of his hands containing maps of a island and also some miscellaneous papers okay um and it also has another file uh, that has a confidential memo um, from uh, a Dr. Hackett to a Dr. Keeney titled Confidential Memorandum. Uh, it says the reformulation trials Project Sumo are progressing well. As always, we are slowed by patient lawyers who need too much information. You know the drill. Please send the results of this secondary double-blind study as soon as they are compiled. Your work is proving fruitful, pun intended, in establishing the proof that the original experimentation was compa- was confounded by the ridiculous implementation parameters established by our friends in Copenhagen. Okay. Indeed. Uh, people were able to find the actual island uh, that was pictured in the maps uh, that were dropped in the video. Uh, I was going to say, oh shit, we found the islands? Damn. <laughs> it was found to be Edward Island, uh, which is near Ontario. Okay. Uh, and there was also... Uh, Rachel posted, I think, in the in the comments of her blog, uh, she posted some updates, uh, said, I just watched it again, not good. The look on Middlework's face before he started to say that last bit, it was bordering on recognition. Has he been accessing this blog? Well, if he has, I guess I'm screwed anyway, so howdy, Thomas. <laughs> uh, she talks about the map, and she says that has to mean something, whatever, any ideas on the island, post your comments below. Uh, she also posts an update on her uh, her conversation with her little her little cyber bully, uh, <laughs> uh, whose username is Gidget Girl. Okay, uh, and she posts a little update on her conversation with her, um, basically saying like, 
like how is this helping you like just like going out and assaulting these guys like why are you putting yourself at risk like this (laughs) Uh, and she's like i want to help you like i want to help you find answers but like all you have to do is agree to my terms and rachel's like okay what are your terms and gidget girl says just take down the photos of hugh mcintyre (laughs) cheating on his wife <laughs> and Rich is like, all right, but for like for all I know, you are Hugh McIntyre. So right. I- <laughs> 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 and then Gidget Girl stops responding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Um. So then on June twenty sixth. Uh, there was a new DJ Dan podcast where he talked about Rachel Blake and Thomas Middlework and the Hanzo Foundation. Uh, Rachel also made a new blog post that pointed to a new video that she had up. Okay. On uh, the Jeep website, uh, you could click a new like section of the compass. Uh, you could click on 216 or 252 degrees. Uh, which would prompt you for the user ID and password for the admin directory. Uh, they also found the letters WTK uh, written on the lower left of that page. Uh, they eventually found that the um, the uh, the login was user ID WTK and the password was the mouthpiece. Okay. Uh, and Rachel uploaded a video, uh, had uploaded a video there that was, man, all of these YouTube links are down. That's very sad. I want to, oh wait, this yeah. one, this one works. Oh, good. A bunch of the other ones have been down. <laughs> oh God. This is like so compressed. This looks like lonely girl. It really does. God, I love a video in 240p. Oh God. Every time I watch a video like this, I'm just like, did these really look like this when we were, like when I was this age? Mm-hmm. Like, did I really get sucked into an internet that looked like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so this, this video is just like her talking about like middle work is off the grid. Like, uh, I think it, like I spooked him. Uh, I know that he's like been looking into the slave training stuff. Um, Maybe I, maybe I like did the wrong thing running into him. And then like a guy comes into her room, uh, and she hides in, in the closet. Um, Mm -hmm. and he like, you see him like searching the room for her and then she smashes him over the head with an iron (laughs) and runs away. (laughs) So I'm watching the video right now. It's very funny. This, uh, the guy is like in the room looking around and the camera zooms out. Uh Which means that someone is controlling the camera right now. So there's just a guy that this guy's just ignoring in this room at the moment. It's, yeah, it's crazy. God. And he walks out of the bathroom and... (laughs) Kablam! Gets him with an iron. Hell yeah. Okay. Mr. Paik, is that Sun's dad? I think so. Okay. Um and uh and Rachel uploaded this with a a caption 
uh, said, once my head stopped spinning, I realized a couple things. One, I'm not registered under Rachel Blake at the hotel. In fact, I've been paying cash for everything, meaning I was followed. And those maps Middlework was carry- carrying, they mean something. Two, I'm pretty sure it was that same man in black Middlework was talking to the day I bumped him. The man in black? <laughs> Uh, and she also says, I'm lucky I got to him before he finished whatever he was there to do. I've got all my gear. I'm still alive. What do you guys think he was talking about? What fire? Which institute? Anyway, I've got to switch hotels. Though, if I had a destination in mind, I'd be saying goodbye to Denmark altogether. Hmm. Uh, there's also in the comment section uh, a message from Gidget Girl that said, Rachel, I have two pieces of information to share. I realize ha- I realize now, having watched yesterday's video, that you're literally putting your life on the line for this. And though you know I'm not a huge fan of your methods, I respect what you're trying to do, though I still wish I knew why. I know you're a skeptic, but I assure you, I'm in a position to share things that no one else knows about the Hansa Foundation. Your friend Middlework has flown to Iceland. He's cleaning up a mess involving one of the mental health institutes sponsored by the Hansa Mental Health Appeal. I intercepted this article as it came over the AP wire the, the day of your last post. Read it, and I'm certain you'll be convinced. Hmm. Okay. Um, and the link was a press release describing the death of a uh, noted mathematician who died in a fire at the Vic Institute on June 27th, uh, saying that he was allegedly a visitor, uh, but was suspiciously in the basement at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So this, uh, so this was a, this was June twenty seventh. Uh, Rachel uh, posted that she had actually removed the photos of Hugh McIntyre and his mistress uh, as a result of the intel. <clears throat> um, and she says that she is safe in a undisclosed hotel. Um, and. She says that uh, the maps that she caught on camera were from Lake Superior and everyone was right. Uh, But she says also that uh, she saw another mysterious map of an island in the folder that Middlework was holding. It's probably Uh, nothing, though. Yeah, it's probably nothing. Uh, She says Middlework must be looking at multiple islands, but for what? (laughs) I, I, mm, I hope the big reveal isn't like, oh, there's a bunch of lost islands. That that is a shame. No, I mean, I I I think the implication is that they're looking for the lost island. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. They're they're just like this. Okay, checking off maps. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, she also talks about the uh, the article that Gidget Girl sent her. Uh, and she says, so was this renowned mathematician really visiting a patient at the Vic Institute at 3 a.m., or was he there for another reason? What about the others? Were they with him, patients, visitors, something else? I did a search on those names, and let me tell you, they sure aren't from Iceland. If you remember Armand Zander's letter to Middlework, the one Persephone posted on the hacked Hansa Foundation website, it mentioned an inaccessible third basement level of the Vic Institute. What is going on? Looks like we're heading to Iceland. All right. Heading off to Iceland. Indeed. Um, and it says that the families of the people who were injured in the fire refused comment. Um, and Gidget Girl's blog was found. Um, okay. And Rachel said that she had given her uh, admin access to her blog to post things. Okay. 
Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Retrievers of Truth, their uh, message board updated um, saying, um, uh, okay, here's some info that I got to give you all. Here's your next hint, 25, 15, 21, 18. It's simple and I'm sorry, but you've got more work coming, so it shouldn't all be hard work. Next up, we've been getting some weird vibes like someone might be catching on to us. We might need to change the Retrievers of Truth password. If you can't get in, just drop an email in the box. The nice doctor has composed another of his email puzzles, so you'll have to figure out the new password. Just adds to the fun, don't it? Thanks for all your hard work. You guys are great. This ARG has the same uh, a same sensation that I get watching Lost, which is where someone will gear up to say a number, and then the number that they say won't be one of the numbers. And there's a little part of me that just goes, aw. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> say the line, say the line. Oh, the code isn't 1516? <laughs> okay. Uh, they found that that uh, code was alphanumeric for your, uh, and they had gotten another... Uh, another clue from forum posts uh, earlier that week uh, for the German word "welcomen," which is "welcome." So their their clues now were "welcome" and "your" as clues for what the new password would be. Okay, and that's the name of a textbook that teaches you German. <laughs> uh, also, part seven of the Gary Troop interview was found. You may remember. This was supposedly a nine-part interview that they never found the last uh, couple parts for. Yeah, <laughs> you were telling me about that. Uh, and, like, eventually the, like, ARG runners came out and said that they, like, were never intended to be released anyway. <laughs> uh, and he talks about that when he was doing research for Bad Twin, he flew back and forth a lot Uh between the U.S. and Australia, and that he developed a love for deep sea fishing in the Great Barrier Reef. Cool. Yeah. Uh, on June 28th, Rachel posted her first blog post from Iceland, um, and she said that one of her commenters uh, commented about the mathematician who died at the institute in the basement, um saying that they were from his home city in Poland, where he taught at the local university. Um, and they found a memo uh, in his office saying that he was supposed to be at a math symposium in Australia when he died at the fire in Iceland. Hell yeah. Um, so the, the comments of her blog were such that anyone could post in there. And so, like, people could post game jacking stuff if they wanted to, but a lot of it was like <laughs> uh plants from like the the arc writers posting like links that they couldn't like they didn't have any other place to put. Okay. <laughs> so I I imagine it was one of those scenarios where it was kind of hard to tell like what was a real link and like what was people being fake. <laughs> yeah, lonely girl scenario where it's like yeah, which one yeah. of these are actually characters um and so rachel went on with her blog post saying that uh she drove down to the vic institute um she uh ended up talking to the director uh armand zander uh she saw him talking to middle work um mm. and then she ended up convincing him 
to meet her at a restaurant to talk. Um, and she said that she used the, uh, the leaked letter that he'd sent Middlework, uh, in order to get him to talk. Um, and that she had hidden the video of that conversation somewhere. Um, and she said, I don't know what I was expecting, but I guess I was anticipating the word ship or map or island or Alvar Hanzo to factor into what's happened at the Vic Institute. Definitely not an enclave of, an enclave of world-renowned mathematicians. I've emailed Xander. He seemed pretty spooked at the restaurant, but maybe he'll come around to give us something more to go on. In the meantime, hit me with your comments. If you have even a clue as to why Middlework would have these mathematicians hiding in a mental hospital, running some arcane equation through the brains of a bunch of autistic savants, post about it. And while you're at it, take a stab at the hieroglyphics. So the new video was hidden on Gary Troop's website. Uh, okay. <laughs> under the other link. Uh, and it would download to your computer. Um, and it was a, is there a transcript of it somewhere? I hope so. No, there isn't. But I know from looking on the wiki, uh, that it talks about how a bunch of mathematicians were, um, being held under the um the Vic Institute to solve a math equation that is do 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 do, do where is it? It's on Lostpedia somewhere. The Valenzetti equation, which as you may remember, is the thing that Gary Troop wrote a book about and the Hanzo Foundation uh made it go out of print gotcha i didn't remember that being in the book but i okay yeah do we, so what do we know what that equation is uh i don't believe we know what it is yet okay it's a secret code based off of a pack of playing cards that was in hitler's rest pocket yeah exactly okay so, okay, cool. so rachel finds out from xander that uh the Hanzo Foundation has a secret basement where they're forcing people to run this equation over and over. Um, and it involves five hierog hieroglyphic symbols in the calculations, uh, that are described as representative. Uh, and they are the same hieroglyphics that show up on the countdown timer in the swan when it hits zero. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't yeah. know what to do with that, but cool. <laughs> I, I imagine it will become more relevant eventually. <laughs> or if it's like lost, it won't. It won't. No answers. Uh, just there's a countdown, which actually is one of my favorite things about it. I love that they're just like, <laughs> it's a thing that happens. Are we going to go like super deep on why? No. Yeah. It's more important that it's there. And I agree with them on that. Um... So then on June 29th, uh, Rachel posted another blog from Iceland uh, that said, Ladies and gentlemen, a few words before I start. The creep who broke into my room, not dead. I hit him with the flat part of a pretty lightweight iron, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've used this iron for, ears. I can, for years. I can confirm it's a piece of shit. So... <laughs> This guy's still up and going. Uh, and she says, uh, 
though he seems, uh, and sh- so she she talks a little bit about like blog stuff. She says, uh, "Of course, I've had my suspicions about this Valenzetti equation." Um, let's take a step back. Though he seems to know what he's talking about, the author Gary Troop didn't know what was happening at the Vic Institute. We have to be careful. Sure, he mentions Alvar Hanzo. Sure, he has some interesting things to say about the Valenzetti equation, which is why I hid the video on his site. But that interview can't provide us with conclusive evidence that Middlework is using the Valenzetti equation, or even has it. Without the Valenzetti equation book itself to fill in the details, we have to take Troop's interview for what it is, a good jumping off point. Now, as many of you know, the Gary Troop site crashed yesterday. The video is no longer viewable there. Whether the site crashed because of a bandwidth overload or the Hanzo squad, I can only be thankful that some of you guys posted my Xander video up on YouTube. Go there now if you haven't seen it. Be mindful. There is no proof right now that this equation Xander mentioned is the Valenzetti equation or that the Valenzetti equation has anything to do with Egyptian hieroglyphs. I'm not saying it's not, but we shouldn't shut our eyes so quickly to other possibilities. Now on the topic of those glyphs, looks like all this is getting to Xander too. He emailed me back this morning. The message was short and to the point. It simply contained this image. The hieroglyphs. Familiar? Some of you hit it right on the head. The glyphs are just like that memory test. And if, according to some, when taken together, the hieroglyphs do mean die, then the creep factor is just risen a few hundred points. But what do we think? Is it as simple as that? Should we, in fact, be looking at the glyphs one by one? Is that the answer? What if we rearrange them? What What have we got here? I'll be back in a bit. Want to see if Xander has anything more to say about this. Um, And then she updates a uh, a couple times and the first update says something's wrong. I've been trying to email Armand Zander to see if any of this makes any sense to him, but all of my messages are getting bounced back. A computer generated response keeps telling me his account, which worked fine yesterday, doesn't exist. And he's not answering his phone. Have they gotten to him? Is this the Valenzetti equation or something else? Would they really get rid of someone to protect it? Am I next? Uh, then she updated a little later and said PSROT. Um, and people found that that pointed to retrievers of truth um and people found that there was a new newsletter that had come out from retrievers of truth Mm. uh from dr vincent bull um talking about uh how the yellow lab was a highly evolved creature uh He said, the other day I was walking along the river near a friend's home in Switzerland. I was contemplating the nature of things and eating a buttercream tort when a yellow lab came out of nowhere and blocked my path. I stood motionless for what seemed like an eternity, stunned by this intrusion, all the while wondering what these cre- this creature's intentions were. <laughs> it wants to eat a squirrel or something. <laughs> Settle down. Had he heard of me from other retrievers? Did he sense my willingness to communicate? Was this all just a coincidence? I read a book when I was a kid all about a scientist whose wife had died. And so he was desperate to teach his dog how to talk so that his dog could tell him how his wife died. And that is the entire vibe that I get from this doctor. Of just, like, going off the deep end to try and teach a dog how to communicate. Oh, my God. I'm going to Google book about guy teaching dog to talk. Is this a... (laughs) 
Yeah, a linguist who calls home one day to find out his wife is dead. He's troubled by this, and therefore, the remainder of the book, he tries to teach the only witness of her death, his dog, to speak. Yeah, okay. It's called oh The Dogs God. of Babel. That's crazy. Uh, so, in The Doctor's Dream, uh, the or his, his like, vision of this yellow lab, uh, it, it tells him a riddle. Uh, it says, in the Pacific, I'm in the ocean bear. When I'm up north, I'm the sea bear. Say that uh, again? The, in the Pacific, I'm in the ocean bear. B-A-R-E. When uh-huh. I'm up north, I'm the sea bear. B-E-A-R. Uh, okay. I have no clue. The answer it's is... it's a polar the, bear. Yeah, it's a polar bear. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. Got it. Uh, people found that the... Uh, the Retrievers of Truth uh, forum had changed the password to Polar Bear. Um, the Yellow Lab also leaves the Doctor with two things to ponder, which are Maslow's hierarchy and keep whose eyes on the prize. Okay. Uh, and so they found that uh, their their string of uh, of secret words so far are "Welcome, your next video needs your." Okay. Uh, and they also found that uh, that uh, the the word blood was in all caps in in this uh, in this newsletter from Doctor Bull, and uh, they found that richarddeeperbroader.com slash blood uh, existed, and okay, uh, it was it gave you a uh, a Photoshop document. And they also found, uh, so it, it gave you a Photoshop document with a bunch of like random letters in red. Uh, and they also figured out that if blood equals red, uh, money equaled green and sorrow was blue. So they also found pages that were called money and sorrow that had, uh, okay. Photoshop, uh, files with blue and green letters and if you overlaid all of them on each other, you got a full memo. Okay. Uh, from Thomas Middlework. Cool. Uh, and it said, um, after careful scrutiny of the census figures, geological reports, customs inquiries, and geographical surveys prepared by yourselves and the experts at the CCS, the core group has deemed regretfully that sites Alpha, Beta, and Delta remain unsuitable for carrying out the spider protocol, even taking into consideration, even taking into consideration the recommended parametric recalibrations. Despite my initial and continued reticence, it seems that fate has dealt its card. We have no choice but to fall back to the original island target. While THF has not utilized the site for some time, its unique properties render it more than adequate for our purposes at this particular juncture. Okay. So, interesting. Yeah. Um... One of the Retrievers of Truth folks had been giving people over AOL Instant Messenger, because we're still in 2007, uh, <laughs> the link to uh, a MySpace page, because we're still in 2007. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Uh, for someone named Mandrake Wig, who was, if you will remember, the mysterious porter that 
uh, Dr. Bull met in in his weird experience. Um, Ah, yeah, Mandrake Wig. How could I forget? Of course (laughs) I remember the ghost that the dog man fell in love with. This is the one plot of this arc that I care about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You tell me that there's a girl unraveling a conspiracy about a company behind a thing related to the show Lost, I sleep. You tell me there's a guy trying to teach dogs to talk because he saw a cute ghost, 100% in. (laughs) This is the one lost ship I care about. (laughs) And so basically all that did was confirm that the secret word string so far was, uh, welcome, your next video needs your, uh, that they had been right about that. And and that was June. That was all of June in the Lost Experience. Damn. Remember when you told me that we'd have two episodes on this one? Yeah, I do. <laughs> this I is a dense do. arg. Well, it's Lost. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You got me there. Um, Do we want to call it here for now? I think so. I think I, I, I'm fine with going at a pace of a month per episode. <laughs> if this is how we're going to keep covering it, I think that this works because uh, I'm not the same young man I was when I started this show. I don't have it in me to go for five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I want to do a brief check in with you. Uh, what do you think about this arc so far? Um... I am interested in it. I I have always kind of been interested in like the additional lore surrounding Lost. So like this is very interesting to me. Um, there's it's maybe moving a little bit slower than I would like. Mm-hmm. That's basically that. That's basically what everyone says about Lost, right? Yeah. I mean, the the lore is interesting. It the show moves a little too slow, but like overall, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of it so far has just been like, "Ooh, the Hanzo Foundation is bad." And like, <laughs> I, I I'm still kind of waiting for shit to hit the fan. Yeah, no, I'm in I'm in the same boat with you, um, which is good. It's probably pennies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm 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 in that boat where it's like, now nah, we get it. Like the the Hanzo Foundation's bad. What are we gonna do about it? Like, I'd I'd love to team up with my best friends, Jeep, Verizon, and Monster.com to <laughs> grab a sprite and uh, figure out what's up here. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Well, and 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 I'm desperate. I to me, the most interesting thing as I was just I was just joking about it, but I do want to know what's up with this dog guy. Uh, and yeah. not just not just because it like triggered memories of a book I read when I was a kid. Like this is the weird, interesting stuff I like in ARGs more than it turns out a company's bad and I'm gonna dig through their files and start releasing them so you can learn about them. Much more interested in the 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 dog whisperer. This is also like I I am kind of interested to when we get around to comparing this to like find eight fifteen because Finding 15 only ran for a month. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. That'll, that's, that's interesting, because this one ran, like, in the, like, more or less in the downtime between seasons two and three, right? Uh, yes. And that one ran in between three and four? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they compare and contrast, since, uh, uh, what's, Lost is a very different 
show between the three to four than it was in two to three. So I'm curious how that gets reflected in these arcs and how that kind of attention gets directed to. Yeah, Finding 15 was also weird because it was like a web series with like puzzles that were like, oh no, Mr. Protagonist has to like get on this ship. You have to help him solve this puzzle so he can do it. Was it a flash game? Essentially? I, I think some of it was. Like it it was kind of like an FMV game where like you would watch a video and then like get a puzzle and it would be like, you have three minutes to solve this puzzle. And like if you lost, uh you got like a, a video that if you won you got like a video that let you progress. I think I jumped in in the middle of that one and didn't know what was going on and left. Yeah. Okay. And there were some things where, like, you had to, like, click around, uh, like, a site and, like, interact with images and whatever and, like, find specific stuff. I think that's where I jumped in because I started Mm -hmm. playing and I was like, this feels like Neopets where it's like (laughs) there's a lot of information on screen. I don't necessarily know what any of it means. Yeah. And the whole point is for me to just, like, keep clicking around, I guess. I'm not uh-huh. into this. <laughs> so, okay. That's the one that I had experience with, not this one. But I feel like if I were there in the day, this is the one I would have liked more. So, damn. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, thank you for helping me relive my obsession with Lost. Uh, I feel myself regressing to high school, Andrew, at a rapid pace. So this has been a great uh, a great couple of couple of weeks. Um Before we head out tonight, though, do you want to get into recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. What have you been up to this week? Um, I have not been up to a whole lot, but I also realized that, like, I I have not recommended a lot of music on on this podcast, even though I listen to music pretty much every single day of my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think for the next couple episodes, I'm going to try and recommend more music. Cool. Um... So my recommendation for this week is a band called Stop Drop Rewind. Uh, they have a band camp. They have an album that just came out in January. I actually found them through TikTok because their one of their band members' TikToks kept getting recommended to me. And I was like, oh, wait, this, this, this band kind of rips. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been, like, recommending them to literally all of my friends since, like, January. Okay. Um, they are, they describe themselves as like prog punk. Uh, they're like weird, like prog rock pop punk fusion, but also all of the like core band members went to music school for like jazz music. So their time signatures are kind of weird and they have like really crazy bass riffs. Uh, and they're really, really good. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm listening to Hold It Over Me right now, and this is cool. Yeah! Hold It Over Me fucks! Is... I'm gonna ask this question like an old man. Is this math rock? Kind... not really. What is what is math rock? Math rock all, is All like, I heard is that it's like rock with weird time signatures. I get. I guess it's kind of math rock. Math rock is like... I've always thought of it as, like, more guitar-focused, where, okay. like, the guitar has weird time signatures. This might okay. fall into it, though. This, like, I, like, if you, if you could, let me 
find their bass player's TikTok. Hold on. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I didn't realize asking such a deep question. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, uh... Their bass player does stuff on TikTok where he like breaks down the uh the time signatures of a bunch of their songs and it's like insane. Okay, cool. I yeah, shoot a link in the chat and I'll uh I'll include those in the uh the show notes too. Yeah, I'll find it. Um but he like he has one where he like someone like made a TikTok in response to one of his that was like, Hey, what what is like the time signature of hold it over me because it changes like nine times and he was like yeah it does it changes like nine times in the introduction yeah, i'll break it down for you <laughs> i love the idea that he's like oh no it doesn't change it's just a 416 over nine <laughs> yeah you just didn't think far enough um <laughs> cool i will have to i i liked the the little bit of this that i listened to but i can't hear you over it unfortunately so i'm gonna check this out afterwards this is cool i like this <laughs> yeah it's good hell yeah um so i've been watching a tv show lately uh it's called lost um <laughs> no uh actually that is that is it sounds dumb to say that that is my recommendation this week but like if you haven't watched lost in a while go rewatch lost uh the first couple seasons really hold up um the one problem it has is that it like well, not the one problem, but like it, it, I think that it suffers from being a network television show on prime time. So they're just mm-hmm. like, okay, we got to stretch this out and we have to focus on a love triangle a little too hard. Um, but otherwise, the show still holds up really well. My other actual recommendation this week is um, there is a new deluxe re-release of the Stanley Parable, which uh, Marn oh, told shit. me about last week uh, or last episode, and um, I downloaded it and made my wife play through a little bit of it because she's <laughs> never played it before. But it's one of my favorite games. Um, it is. It's a really cool re-release. I just played it again this weekend with some friends who were uh, visiting, and we just like played and let one of my friends uh, run through stuff. And I think that he found the like. He accidentally stumbled into the new, like, quote unquote, real ending where credits roll somehow after on his second playthrough of the game, which is mind boggling to me. Um, But the game is really good. You play as an office drone named Stanley who wakes up one day, learns that everyone in his office is gone, and uh, it's just you and a narrator as you explore your office building, trying to figure out what happened to everyone. But the way that you interact with the narrator and choose to follow his instructions is incredible and leads to some of the coolest meta writing about games within a game that I've found in a long time. I don't want to spoil it because it's the experience is the best part, uh, but it is one of my favorite things. And um, it was really cool to sit with a group of friends and like watch their reaction to this game being played for the first time. So that's my recommendation. There's the Stanley, the Stanley Parable uh, Deluxe Edition or something like that is on Switch and I assume Steam and other consoles right now. Um, the original game still holds up. And I'm a little sad. My favorite ending of the original game had to get retweaked in the remake because of rights issues is all I will say about it. Uh, Cause I don't want to spoil it, 
but um that one still holds up in the original release and the new game it holds up really well too but it was a little sad to go say like hey go check out this ending and it was a little different than i wanted it to be but oh no yeah but yeah uh that's it's one of my favorite games of all time. It just got a re-release. Uh, on the Switch, there's a new achievement that is don't play the game for 10 years. So I'm going to start working on that uh, pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite games of all time and y'all should check it out. Yeah, I need to check it out because in a couple discords I'm in, I've just been seeing the most absolutely incomprehensible spoilers. <laughs> I saw a fucked up screenshot earlier today. That I understood, like, the individual elements of, but have no idea how they would go together in an ending of this game. So, I'm fascinated to check it out. Oh. Well, hell yeah. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. So, um... How do we end this show? So until next time, if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, you can find us individually. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corp Survivors. And you can find us together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can get a hold of us. Uh, we are on. We have our own Discord server uh, as well as the Moonshot Discord server. Those are both linked in our show notes. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so. We have a Patreon that is at uh, patreon.com, P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. If you want to make Marn's mistakes, otherwise, you can find us. Uh, go to Patreon, search for the Argonauts, and we should show up. Um, beyond that, if you want to support the show, you can also do so uh, for free. By just leaving a quick review, uh, quick leaving a quick review, uh, leaving reviews helps us stand out to people, or so we're told. So it's really <laughs> helpful, uh, and it's free, and it means a lot to us. If you spread the word and uh, give us a review, and just tell folks that you like us, um, that helps more than anything else in podcasting. So yeah, until next also- time. <laughs> What's up? I was going to say, also, by the time this is out, I may have made us a Tumblr because I, I tweeted and asked if we should get a Tumblr account and a bunch of people said that we should. Hell yeah. We'll have a Tumblr soon. It'll probably be argonautspodcast.tumblr.com. Is that right? Is that how those links work? Sure. Huh? Yeah, that's that's how it works. All right. Something like that. I'll edit that out if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Until next time. That's args, baby. Mm-hmm.